England and Denmark review. Um, England won one nil over in the Sydney Football Stadium. Um, but first things first, I've got an awesome, awesome panel with me today. Um, as always, I have Matt with me. How are you, Matt? Awesome. I thought. I, th- I thought. Uh, to be honest, I thought you were going to say something else. To be honest, and be a bit <laughs> unkind to me, considering what's happened off no. stage. But we won't get into that. Do you know um, what, mate? I fell down a ladder. I'll get over it. <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> Well, if it makes you feel any worse, I did see one magpie earlier and then I saw two. So I have no idea what that means. Um, but uh, I believe it's, what is it, one for a girl, two for a boy? I think it's two for joy, <laughs> but what, the first one was sorry, oh, so we uh, won't go into that. But yeah, I've, I've been volunteering and keeping myself busy, so I'm, I'm feeling good. And I'm looking forward to this because it's been a long time since all four of us have sat down and just talked football. Especially women's football. No, absolutely. Also, back back from being off sick is Adam. Adam, how are you feeling now? Um, better. Um, I've I've missed this. Um, but but more importantly, I've missed all the football. Um, so the so the third, the England game was my first game since since uh, since coming back from from sick. Um, and today at work was a bit of a, well, it was a long Good Friday, um, very manic. So I'm looking forward to just relaxing and talking about the England game. And um, there is much to discuss. Most definitely. And last but not least is one of my besties. She's back again, all the way down from Penzance. And that is Gigi. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. Thank you. Um, luckily managed to watch the game on my second screen when I was working this morning. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. You messed me. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> missed the first goal, but well, missed the goal, but um, I could hear it through the, the laptop. So, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Good good uh, chance to be able to watch it, thankfully. Oh, definitely. So, lineups England lined up 4 3 3. We had Mary Earps, Lucy Bronze, Millie Bright, Greenwood, and back to left left back is Rachel Daly. Um, in the middle of the park, we had Georgia Stanway, Kira Walsh, and Ella Toon. And then up top, we had Chloe Kelly, Alessia Russo, and Lauren James. Um, what did we think of this lineup? I know, gee, you messaged me this morning and said it was a bit weird. It just, <laughs> I, don't, I wasn't expecting it. To see, like, Lauren James and Ella Toon, Hemp wasn't in there. Obviously, mm-hmm. Rachel Daly, I know she's experienced where she is, and I get that but she's also the WSL top scorer and that's what we're lacking. So I was like, why? We, we brought other players for a reason. You, they need to get experience somehow, so get them in there. So, um, yeah, it, I was just a bit like, a bit deflated to be fair when I, when I first read it. Yeah, no. Um, no, I was as well, but the fact is she got minutes as far as I was concerned and I'm always comfortable with that back line, even though Millie Bright wasn't 100%. Um, absolutely bright today let's put it that way um Adam what did you make of the lineup um 
I I thought it made sense. Um, we we knew well. Certainly, watching the Haiti game, that left side of the defence was flaky. Um, they obviously she opted with the the positional thing. Was, uh, Carter at sent left centre back with Greenwood on the flank. Now, Greenwood's a great left back. It's where her position main position normally is. Um, but Jess Carter was. I know she looked she looked like a fish out of water, frankly. And and being partnered next to Millie Bright, who we know is not fully fit, the Haiti just. just you know, ran through at will in that, especially in that second half when they, they probably should have equalised if it wasn't for up. So I was glad that, I mean, it's, it's rare that, um, it's rare that Serena changes anything. I mean, the Euros was built on a consistent team. I think this sort of shows that maybe she's not fully confident with her starting 11 and a change was definitely needed. Um, Greenwood to left centre-back, absolutely logical, played there before and she's absolutely fine there. Daly, she's played left-back before and absolutely fine there it, it's a closer back line to that of the euros um the only change being a you know a greenwood to uh leah swap for me the interesting one was lauren james and and lauren hemp and she went for, and in this case serena went for lj um which i think as we discussed was probably the right choice um the two very raw but very talented um forwards who obviously play in that position and i was i was very intrigued to see that she went she plumped for james i think there may have been a question mark over yellow cards which might be why um hemp went onto the bench um matt might be able to enlighten us a bit more on that one later but other than that it was pretty much the team we I think we would have expected um and I, yeah, I was all for it. It, was, it wasn't. I couldn't see anything negative from the team. Should, should I say? So I, yeah, I was happy with it. Matt, have you got anything to add or any other thoughts on on this team? And why do you think Hemp was on the bench? <laughs> um, honestly, Lauren Hemp actually was the standout perform performer of the game against Haiti, and I was a bit. I thought it was a bit odd that Lauren James was coming in for her. Uh, one of the worries is that at the moment you've got you only get two yellow cards and then you're suspended for the next game. So essentially, if Lauren Hemp got carded in this game, she'd miss the game against China. What would you? But then again, there's also the opportunity that opportunity that if she gets a yellow card in the game against China, she could then miss the last 16 match. So it's a bit of a issue going forwards would you um, would you say it's serena's way of reducing the risk of her missing a game yes and i believe georgia stanway also picked up a yellow card in that game as well mm. um bearing that we had we'll talk about this later on but with the midfield as it is um we if you, if you haven't really got that many options in there um at the moment but so that's something that she can't really manage. Either you go five, two, three formation, or you just change everything altogether. Um, the one thing I did like to think about, though, I know, like the first couple of minutes, it felt like it was the Euro squad again. And it was almost like they've got their rhythm. But as we'll go into later, it didn't really got to stay for that long. No, absolutely. I mean, um, Denmark haven't beat us in 18 years. Um, they lined up with Liam Christiansen in goal. Um, their back line uh, made up of Catherine Verhe, Stein Balsager, um, Ricky Savek and Simone Boy. In the, the, the in front, just in front of that front line, they had 
uh, Josephine Hasbro, Karen Holmgaard, and then they had the ne- next three of uh, Yanni Thompson, Arsenal, Arsenal's very own catching call, Ricky Madsen, and Pernell Harder. Um, but this is the kind of team I kind of expected to see from them, um, along alongside um, Pernell Harder in that ten position because. It, where she where she was at the top of the field, I, I find that she, it gives her space to run around and do what she needs to do. She can track. She, she did a lot of tracking back through that game, um, as we know. Adam, how did you think Denmark Denmark looked in terms of their lineups? Um, I think it's sort of as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Um, um, obviously, uh, we, I know I know little about Denmark. I don't watch them, but looking at the teams, lots of familiar faces there, and certainly it's a team that have the talent um cool great to see uh, uh katrine molecule um getting more minutes we know that she's probably a, a star not for now but for the future and a world cup of this will do her wonders but a few other interesting familiar names uh, simone boy and katrine vey both ex-gooners um interesting to see how they did and i actually thought um katrine vey in particular um looked very some of her deliveries they looked very dangerous had ups backtracking quite a few times in that in that game but we expected harder to be the striker. Um, she's the lead striker. She's the captain. She's the forward. She is a, a Bayern Munich's star striker. Um, <laughs> so I, it's yeah, I, I, there was nothing there that, that jumped out for me. It was just the question of if 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 we turned up as we know we should, you would think that despite Denmark's quality, we should have enough to get over, uh, get past Denmark. As you say, we hadn't beaten. Was it? Um, was it fifteen years? Eighteen. Eighteen yes. years. Which I, I, I'm they haven't been doing some. In doing some very frantic maths here, but I think that's 2005, which would be the Euro 2005 that we hosted and we lost to Denmark 2-1 in the group stage. Um, just for those who love a history buff and love the facts, that was um, uh, Farrah Williams got a penalty really uh, in the second half of that one to give us the lead and we were set to go through. Oh, no. And then, yeah, two, uh, two late goals and it went the other way. Brilliant. Sorry, Adam, you did pause there for a second, but managed to, managed to get all the sound back. <laughs> Thank you, but thankfully, but we're gonna move on to the goal. Um, Lauren James, first first start, first goal within seven minutes. Um, it was a very very patient <laughs> patient build up to it. Day, Rachel Daly is obviously involved. She sends the ball into James. She works the ball, the ball and shoots from twenty yards out into that far corner. Gee, what was your reaction to that? When I saw the replay, <laughs> um, <laughs> it was yeah, just brilliant. It's one of those like um, Stanway against Spain in the Euros. You could just see it happening. It was just there. You knew she had so much space. And as I said the other day, she's so unbelievably skillful that she just makes it look so easy. Um, so, yeah, it was it was really, really good build up. We, we found our feet again, as Adam was saying, we looked like the old us. Um, some of the play that we the build up play that we were doing in the, early on in the first half was was brilliant and up there with we normally are um so that's just one of the goals that sort of reminds you of those good times um <laughs> but yeah what a lovely finish and you know it's her first start in the first competition a uh, major competition to get a goal and obviously win the game for us will be we'll do wonders for her going forward in the tournament as well no absolutely i mean it, it is it is quite quite exciting to see that especially from someone who is in the spotlight this year um, for me personally, I think Lauren Hemp's going to have a good tournament because the pressure is off, and I think it got to her last summer, unfortunately. Um, but we'll wait and see because she is on a card, and I don't think Serena's going to 
risk starting her for the next game either, but we shall see. Um, Matt, is Lauren James the starter or should she keep coming off the bench after this game? From a personal point of view, I think she's going to be better off playing in that 10 role, um, which would mean that you'd have to find someone that would be able to play on that left-hand side. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just unfortunate that we've lost a couple of wingers or haven't chosen to pick another winger. Um, But there is someone that can play there, but she hasn't been called up to play. But she has played in the World Cup before, and that is Jordan Nobbs. Um, But I think just because of the way Lauren James plays... I have had a couple of digs at her during our WSL mm-hmm. games where yeah. I'd say she she drags either she, she'll do what she did for that goal. She does that, but then it will go wide, like miles wide or yeah. over. Um, that being said, that's the first open play goal that we have scored since the final Isma. So I think it was something ridiculous, like over five hours of football that we haven't yeah. since mm-hmm. then. So yes, yeah, four four games. I think it was. Yeah, that's what I said on the last last pod. Um, it was four games. I won two goals and Lauren James had me. <laughs> um, Adam, do you think do you think um, Lauren James could fill Frank Kirby's boots? I know you weren't here for the last pod, but I was talking about how I think she could. But in the, but she'll be inexperienced in it if that makes sense. I'm actually with Matt on this one. I I think she should play at ten. The problem we have is that Serena has, has opted for Ella Toon as the 10. And mm. this is sort of a cascade of the issues of not having Frank Kirby in the team. Because Ella Toon was so great in that attacking 10 role coming off the bench. She's, I, I think we can agree after two games, I don't think we've seen that same Ella Toon you know, starting no. that position. And I think yeah. same with Alessio Russo. In order to have that little tune on on the on the bench coming on, you need somebody to fulfil that ten role, which logically is um, is Lauren is Lauren James. But Lauren James in there, you can have Ella tune on the bench. You could then maybe have Hemp and Hemp on the wings, and then and then Kelly. You could then probably then have to have a different striker because I think again Russo. I want Russo coming off the bench. So do you start Beth England yeah. maybe as a forward? But then you're massively changing the team. And I think Serena's right. mindset was probably, I'm going to move the bench to the starters and have new benches yeah. to come on. on. And that's why Toon and Russo are starting and yeah. Lauren James isn't. But I just don't think that's working. I would like to see right. James given a run at 10. Some of the moves she, she when she came inside, um, yeah. some of the parts, there was a pass in the second half outside of the boot when she pinged it round um, to Kelly. was just superb. And you think, yes. That's sort of what I want to see. So I, I would yeah. like to see given a run in the uh, against China at ten. Um, whether we will is another matter, but I think it's, it's worth a stab. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree with you on that. I mean, um, when we were talking to Mays on the last pod, she said that Ella Toon's played every single game of the season for Man United, and she Sh- is tired. It shows. It it's shows. so tired. I'll be honest with you. During that first game against against Haiti, I forgot she was playing, and yeah. she was very. She was quietish even today so I do I do feel like she'll be better off coming off the bench for me mm. but again it's a question who do you put on that left side do we put Jess Carter back in centre back and move Daly up there because I, she's I would start England I'll, I'll keep but the problem is if you keep Daly at left back and then put England as a main striker suddenly you're running out of bench options because yeah. the only forward you got on yeah. the bench is Rachel is, uh, no, is Alicia Russo and that's it you don't have another forward 
and suddenly yeah. you're, you're you're running out of options and all you've got are the I don't yeah. no but I'd the... leave England on the bench I'd put Jess Carter paired up with Millie move Alex out to the left and then put Rachel up on that left yeah but then I think they leave but then again at the back we look we look ropey against Haiti yeah. with that defensive yeah. partnership and what you could also say is with Lauren James and mm. we'll get to this but Lauren James and Rachel Daly combining on the left was very good it was key yes. in the build-up to the goal those that worked 100%. and I want it does um, work and that's, so, that's what you want to see on the left-hand side exactly so I mean normally it would be Beth Mead and Rachel Daly and I love that partnership and I absolutely adore it but obviously yeah, not around. But if that works, I'd leave it as it is. Yeah, but well, it, it works what for the I was thinking goal. is, is, yeah. is, is it a possibility to do that? I think would it work as yeah, well? What, what to have? Because I'm not overly 100% confident in Jess Carr, and I never will be. So what, what would work? It what is having what coming Jess back in defence? Yeah. Now for me, I mean, if she's going to come on, she's going she's going to have to be a bench player coming on to shore mm-hmm. up. I can't see her as a starter. I think mm-hmm. she looked very badly exposed in that Haiti game, and if and that's the case. If we get out of the group, and that is not, that's still because of our results, we're not out of the group yet, despite having six points. If we get out of the group and we play, I don't know who it would be, Nigeria or Australia, that's still going to be decided. Um, so much, they'll, they'll tear her apart. No, oh, no. no question. Absolutely. Um, so for the first fight, sort of 24 minutes, um, Den- Denmark had zero. Um, but they got their first shot off in the box from uh, Madsen, uh, got away from Greenwood and actually pulled a shot wide. Wide. Um, from there, we sort of lost our ry- rhythm. Matt, where do you think we went wrong from there? I think the problem was is that we got into that groove and then we kept on trying to get that second goal. And then as soon as we looked to find that second goal, it opened up the chance for Denmark to go on the counter. And if you remember the Haiti game, a lot all of Haiti's chances were counter-attacking football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to be honest, I was a bit disappointed again because of the midfield. A couple of times they lost the ball. It was similar in the defence. Lucy Bronze doesn't usually lose the ball that often as she usually does. Uh, if you look back at at her record, she's usually consistently good enough. She bear in mind she has been the uh, owner of that right back since 2015 and Alex mm. Scott had that spot um, that uh, that's not just shown age it's, uh, it almost feels like this England team I don't know what it is but mentality wise they just seem to tend to switch off and I don't know if it's down to um, new, pe- new players um, the lack of certain players in certain positions the Leah and Beth Mead and um, well, whatever happens in that midfield, it just doesn't feel like they have learnt their lessons so far. It's almost like whoever we, if, if we do qualify, let's remember that first and foremost, we need to qualify, and we still haven't yet. We've still, it's all to play for. Technically, after today's score, we have we've got the six points. That's the minimum to go nope. through. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. All goes down nope. to goal difference. No, because, oh, because which is actually sake. maybe it's clear. So because China beat Haiti, they're on three yeah. points, and so are Denmark. Now we play China, so if we lose to China, which could happen, and Denmark beat Haiti, mm. we'll all be on six points. 
um, and therefore it will go down to whoever's oh, got the best. Yeah. Well, this has happened before. I was saying this to Matt off air. In 2019, yeah. three teams finished on six points, but luckily they had a best first place team to go through. We don't have that anymore. So we're not through yet. Oh, well, oh, for goodness sake, I was good. I got a bit excited this morning nope. in that case then. Nope. Um, so thank you for that, Adam. But 36 minutes, the worst possible thing could happen because I have a feeling those magic three letters have popped up to terrorise us Arsenal fans yet again. Um, but this time in the form of Kira Walsh. Um, she actually stayed down after appearing to overstretch um, when attempting to cut, cut, cut out a pass. Um, she signalled to the bench straight away. She couldn't continue. She was then stretched off. Um, I think we were all a bit kind of gutted and the game kind of went down the toilet for the rest of that half for me, personally. Gee, who replaces Kira Walsh in that lineup? Um Laura Coombs was brought on. Um, she got her first minutes also under Serena because um, she has been called up for England before. But who do we put in in that midfield now because she's so pivotal to the way England play and where she's been over Barcelona her football's another level now that's the thing you can't replace her that's the first thing that we all have to get our heads around is there is no replacement for her um unfortunately uh no disrespect to the other girls coming in but the level of Kira Walsh now she's European champion internationally and club um and she's just the only reason why our team ticks for me because when she doesn't have a good game no one else does um and when she then when she crawls up if we crawl back in it's because of what she's doing um yeah it was just you can understand why she made that kind of challenge to block out a really good pass but when the way she went down you're just like why have you done that (laughs) um so awkward fell so awkwardly and you know she's tough as nails there's no way we can all pray, but when you see those things as often as we do, and there's someone as tough as she is, to immediately just be like, "Get off me!" Um, mm. I think Georgia Stanway was going straight to her. She was like, "Get away! Yeah. This is not happening. This is happening." Um, yeah, it's just it's just gutting. I think, as you said, the the game changed from that point. We looked pretty ropey ever since then. No, again, no disrespect to Laura Coombs. Um, but she's not really played much in the friendlies either. So it's a big moment to come on in a World Cup um, when we're in that position. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's devastating. We can only pray that it comes to be a Katie McCabe moment and it's not as bad as it looks. Mm. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that makes me You'll be back on, <laughs> on crutches one game for a Champions League game, but then back playing and scoring goals the next, which is what yeah. we love to see. Um, Adam, she was on crutches under the game. Um, she had under uh, under tractor. You can see she had her knee strapped up. Mm. Um, where do we go from here? Sort of, we know we can't replace it. But well, what well, do this we do? well, I I I was going to say this is quite scary because this was like me watching sort of history repeat itself because I I played England on FIFA. Um, before the oh, tournament. Oh no, not drinks is again. No, but this is the thing, it wasn't the World Cup thing. So before the World Cup you know, package came out on FIFA, okay. there was the untitled international tournament competition, which I just did as, a, as an equivalent. So I just picked England and you play a few knockout games. I think the first one was against Sweden. And um, I had Kira Walsh injured in the first half in that game and she was ruled out for the whole thing. So I had to look to my bench and I thought, well, who can I pick? Who can step into the void? Who can, you know, shut out all the haters and, and really show what they 
capable of. So I put Katie Zellum in instead, and uh, we ran all the way to the. <laughs> <laughs> just for our audio listeners, Matt has actually put his hand over his face in I did utter it, I disbelief. Did it, I did it in, in the spirit of 2019 and just go pure vibes. I'm putting Katie's Zellum in there just for the giggles. And we won um, after I played Germany three times in the final until I did. So it could work. Um, so I did think when it when she went off and, and, and off on a stretcher. I'm sorry, uh, how many times did you replay that final? It took me three times because FIFA, <laughs> FIFA, FIFA cheated me twice. I, I won't go into. I'm not bitter, but I, I got. I beat Germany five four in the final eventually. Um, after extra time, I think it was. So when it happened, I thought, Oh my goodness, is it actually? Yeah, is it Zellert? No, it's Laura Coombs. And I, it's you need to throw a midfielder on. And I think actually what happened was Georgia Stanley went to the base of the midfield. I think that was the the the, 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 the change made, which was. We all know what Georgia Stanway is like when it comes to um, her, so we say, physical approach. So it seemed a bit of a risky move, considering also she was running on a potential suspension booking, as, as Matt mentioned earlier. Um, there was a moment when a, um, uh, it was a high boot at uh, Pinel Harder, and I, I seriously thought she caught her in the face. Um, so I, I was slightly worried then. It, it's an impossible situation because Walsh is, um, to try and think of an analogy, I think of any team has like a loan I think of like Rodri and Man City who rely on the loan defensive pivot because it gives you the extra numbers and attack you, you take Kira Walsh is the same she's the I would say she's like the, Kira Walsh is the same but she's like the support beam you know in that in the house you know the moment you you, you rip that away the the entire thing just sort of collapses on she's, she's the second last piece of, piece to the spine that's now officially yeah. gone well, this all is that left, that's left is Mary Ipes at the base Matt, Matt was saying to, I was saying this to Matt earlier is that the, the, the three best players in each position no offence to the rest of the team but the three best positions in the team in the Euros uh, um, in terms of defence was Leah Williamson midfield was Kira Walsh and attack was Beth Mead and all three have been ripped out the last player you say is goalkeeper is Mary Earps and if she gets an ACL then the entire spine is ripped out right um, just for the record he's just said that <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man United fans, if you are listening, I, I do apologise. And you, you, you can go up in. So, you know. But, oh, it's, but it's Can't you said that. But, I mean, yeah, what are the odds of that? Uh, but it's seriousness. <laughs> yes, it's it serious. happened before. In all seriousness, it's the it's the key players in each position have been, and you just think, what have we got left? Um, I think the only way we can get around this is move to a double pivot because I think when mm-hmm. Arsenal have had problems, shall we say, when their double their sole pivot has been injured, the logical thing to do is move to a two, and I think that's what we're going to have to do this time around. We're going to have to move to a double. I think it'll be Georgia sits probably sitting deeper, um, maybe with Laura Coombs. Um, Maybe we'll know. Katie Zellen, maybe she'll come on. Another midfielder. I, think, I feel like Georgia needs to be partnered with someone that will give her the freedom so she can move. And that's that's how I like Georgia to play. But it's a yeah. case of who do you put there? The problem is, I don't think we're going to be in a position where we can afford exactly. to, to have that, that luxury. Well. And if Georgia Stanway wants to go roaming, then do you take a tune off then? Do we put Georgia Stanway in the 10? And then, mm-hmm. and then put in a, a, a Laura Coombs... Um, double pivot with with somebody else. It's, it's a real question mark for Serena. And one of the big things of the Euros was oh, we even got so lucky they had no injuries. Well, now we have injuries. Now Serena's having to change a team, and she's going to change it again. And this is where now this is where she'll really earn her corn. We saw what happened with Jonas in, in Arsenal last um, last season. The way that he kept reinventing and kept evolving and kept changing the team, moving to the back three, putting Leah Williamson in midfield as he kept trying to fend off these endless waves of ACLs and hamstrings and holes and boots and players dropping left and right, and to, to get to the point where we actually won a trophy and got to a European semi final, and even. 
even by the end, by the very, very end of the season, the, you know, you, you can't fend it off forever. There was just nothing left. And it's up for Serena to do with this England team just to try and find a way, you know, to forget, oh, you know, what, what, how I want to play, how I want this England team is, what is the best way for the team to play despite these injuries? Is it to go, we should go full defensive and counter-attack? Do we, you know, or do we still try and play our way? This is the, it's the conundrum she's got to solve. And that's why, you know, she's the England manager. That's why she's won the Euros. Um, it's time to see what she can do. But I would say if we do go out of the um, the World Cup and, you know, touch wood, we don't. Um, I, I don't think we can be, I say, blamed uh, as such. You think about previous, especially with the men's tournaments, there's always a big inquiry in the press and they'll vilify a player. You think of like, you know, Beckham after, you know, Argentina in 98. I think we can just look at this one and think, well, we were hamstrung before we went in. We've had our hands tied behind our back since we've arrived. You know, it's like, what else could we have done? Um, I, I, it, it is what it is. I, I'd be very, I'm very intrigued to see what our starting lineup will be up. I think it's on Tuesday, is it, the game against um, China? Very interesting to see how we line up for that one. No, absolutely. We'll, we will go on to that in a bit more detail in a bit. But Leslie Russo came off um, at 76 minutes. Gee, how have you made her? What have you made of her performances in the last two games? They haven't been what we're used to, I'd say. No, but then it's very different to have been a sub for in her first tournament and made the impact with all the excitement, the home crowd took her into the other side of the world, being the starter out of nowhere, um, and having to lead the line. Um, knowing that her what she's gone through with this in the season with United, obviously the transfer saga, everything going on, probably things going on behind the scenes that made it all worse, as a few people have sort of mentioned, like Mary Earps. Um, and, yeah, just her form wasn't too good going into this tournament. Um, so it's understandable, but some of the chances that... She, she had a really good shot this morning, actually, and I thought it was in. Um, it got some really good power behind it, but it went wide, I think. Um, but, yeah, some of the headers in the first game, she should have been nailing. And mm. I think her full of confidence she would be. Um, but yeah, it, I don't know, because I'm as much as obviously Beth England has got her place rightfully in the team today. And it's nice to see her get minutes after not mm. hearing that she was the only one not used in one of the friendlies leading up to it. And obviously in the summer wasn't used last year. But I just I just don't know why, but I just can't take to her. Um, and it's just kind of disinterested. Is it? Is it kind of the team she plays for as well? Does that probably it? probably both of them? <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just don't really. I don't know. There's just something about her that I just can't really connect to. Vibe. <laughs> yeah. Do you know so what? I get really, that. I get that like, with oh, her. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's give her a chance. I was just kind of like, well, well the yeah. Arsenal representation's now gone as well. There's always that yeah. in your heart <laughs> when you watch the tournament. Um, but yeah. You know, I don't, I'm, I'll be honest, I did get a bit busy at that point. So in the second half, so I, I don't think I watched it as much as I wanted to. Um, so no. I don't know if she had any good chances herself. But yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see, like Adam said, if there was a chance to leave Russo and Toon on the bench and bring them on to see what they could do. Because I don't feel like looking at our bench currently, like today, I don't see where exciting things are happening anymore. Yeah. That was always the thing of the Euros, wasn't it? You was always because it was always thinking who there was an excitement about the players that were going to come on, but there, mm. there's there's nothing because because of what's happened. We've got literally zero depth anymore, and it's yeah. it's it's scary. I don't want to say I don't want to say it's depressing, but it's not. Oh yeah, who's coming it's off the bench blazing. now? 
yeah yeah it's deflating especially now after the season we've had and all the viewings you know people are more interested it's just a shame that it started like it has with the injuries and everything else that people might start to lose interest a little bit Mm. this is one of the problems i had as well is that i was one of those advocates for the 26 had we had the 26 that we had had that means Lucy Staniforth would have come in it would have meant that um had Jess Park been available but unfortunately her shoulder went that's another winger midfielder that we could have added alongside that and it was going to look like Emily Ramsey was going to be the goalkeeper backup as well which would don't really understand the fourth goalkeeper if I'm honest um but it was just one of those things that I thought if we had the 26 you don't take a fourth goalkeeper you take a utility player and we've already got one in Jess Carter. Myla Tissier. Yeah. Just just throwing it out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would have been the mate that would have probably been the favourite choice if I'm honest. Um because then that means that you don't have to rely heavily on Alex Greenwood or Rachel Daly playing left back. No, absolutely. Um Matt, I'm gonna come to you next. What did you make of the very little minutes that Beth England did have. Uh, well, <laughs> she she did come on. She did try and create something, and it was something different. But the problem was, I think, mainly mainly because of the injury to Kira Walsh. Um, I think that kind of set the tone for the second half. It was almost like uh, I don't like to bring it up, but the game against Leon where Viv's gone down, similar sort of minutes. Um, I was actually thinking Lear LSV. The moment that happened, just the game just just gone, that, just went. Yeah, gone. Game I wasn't went. even in the stadium at that time, so I, <laughs> luckily I was a bit lucky. But I, all you, all I saw was oh, Lear's gone off. So yeah. I imagine it wasn't that bad, but maybe it was a head collision. I wasn't expecting it to be. Oh no, yeah. she literally had that um, the I dreaded three letter words, um, but it. <laughs> If you're thinking about how do you change this team, you're going to have to look at for, uh, changing formations. Do you look towards a 4-4-2 now? Do you look towards um, having almost like a 5-2-3 formation? Just try and change it a little bit so that you can become more suitable. The other option is you decide to throw the Gen BT buckets and play uh, Millie Bright up front Wow! Last five minutes and hope so, <laughs> hope she gets a goal or something. It worked and against Spain. <laughs> it did. No, absolutely. Um, I think I did think Mary Apps did really well today, um, mm. performance-wise. Um, Denmark's had a total of six six shots, two on target, four off target. Um, Mary Apps managed to save two. Um, Adam, what did you make of her performance today? Because she was brilliant against Haiti. I, I think out of the, of the, over the two games, she's been our best player in, in both games. I mean, she is the reason why we're on six points and we're not on two. I mean, we, let's make no bet. Denmark should have equalised uh, in that game. And we got lucky they hit the post very mm-hmm. late on. They should have equalised. And, it's, you know, she's made some crucial, there's some very deep looping crosses that she got her hands to. Crucial saves. I mean, we should just look at England. I think the fact that Erps has been this much exposed, I mean, I don't think she was exposed this much um, in the Euros at this stage of the competition. I don't think it was only until like this, against Spain and Sweden where we saw the real Mary Erps. Um, maybe a few against Austria in the opening game, but it's certainly against Haiti and Denmark. 
we shouldn't be this, this exposed. I think this is a lot about England. And I think if you look at the Haiti performance, we look at England, take the, the Kira Walsh injury out of the equation because we were going, England were flatlining before she limped off. She was stretched off. We have not looked coherent. We've not, we don't look like, we, we're, we're making all these moves, but there is no connection. You know, crosses are coming in, they're being headed to clear. Passes are going to be made, oh, they're, they're being missed. The, the, the only time we looked like we had a coherent setup was, I was saying, the first 20 minutes against Denmark, and then they lost it. It just, it just, it just disappeared, and they never got it back. And then, you know, the Walsh injury happened, and I, I would say, look, an injury like that happened, psychologically, it wipes out the team, and you could just tell the team didn't have anything in the tank. But they've not had anything for, for the last two games, and that is really worrying. And the fact now that uh, I always feel like when you when you overexpose a keeper this early on, it means that we are due we are due at some point. It's the older battle against XG. Eventually, it'll catch up to you, and at some point, we are due to have a f- two or three goals go through into Mary Earps's net because you can't keep relying on wonder saves from your or keeper. A, a massive mistake from her, like Brighton. Well, hundred percent. LSV. Again, playing my I played FIFA card, I did a. <laughs> but, this, but, this but this absolutely happened to me. I was doing a run on the World Cup with the Netherlands, and I had obviously Daphne von Domslar in goal, and she was amazing. And she made brilliant saves, you know, against the USA, kept me in the game when I was playing rubbish. And they got to a semi final, and she had an absolute howler against Sweden, and I got knocked out. And that's just, that's for me, that is probably me being rubbish at FIFA, but that is also the universe balancing but out. We also, we also know that Erps has got, she's got a mistake in her. We know. We, but we, we just hope it's not in the tournament and it'll well, be in a friendly yeah. somewhere. I remember, That's, you know, we had that one at Arsenal, which was quite handy when, when Marnham, you know, she watched that uh, Liata Marnham goal just go into her top corner. And obviously she had that um, one where she, was it, she like punched the ball against Brighton, wasn't it? Punched the ball into her yeah, own net. Was, yeah, she, yeah. Put, she put it in her own net. It was Brighton. And yeah. it's, we yeah, we, we went into the Euros last season, uh, uh, last last year, and I don't know if we, maybe we got lucky with the team set up that it all just clicked from the from the, from I'd say the second game onwards, and we just looked like yeah we just rode that wave all the way to the final. But it does look like we don't. There is no chemistry. There's no there's there's no fizz and and buzz and 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 crackle. That there is there's none of the excitement and the instinctive relationships and partnerships that we're used to because players have been injured, new players have come in. We haven't had the proper preparation that we did the last year. As we had three friendlies. Free friendlies before we went over to well we say went over we were in our own tournament but we were free friendlies before the tournament started you know we, we, to get everyone together to to familiarise ourselves with all the, with all the partnerships and relationships required we had one friendly at Milton Keynes because of the 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 the, the toing a frame between the the clubs and the international uh, setup trying to get the players released one one friendly where we looked naff behind closed doors friendly which probably wasn't competitive because behind closed doors and it's like right okay now we begin and they just don't look ready i just don't think we are up to speed i don't think the players are i'm sure they're doing they're doing all the right things but there's there's no pace there's no intensity um the passes that we seen are going wayward i remember that you mentioned lucy bronze i remember one there was a pass near to the box they just Denmark just easily just stepped in picked up mm. ran away on the counter and they just i just do i worry think i just don't think they're ready for the world cup and that's really, really worrying. And we, you know, we've got China coming up next, and you know, we've got six points on the board. I could ease. I said this to Matt, and you know, if I may, I be smite, smited by the heavens for saying this. I could see us, you know, getting tripped up by China. And if that happens, we're going home. And that, and, and, and I don't. And you know what? I don't think it would be unwarranted because I don't think we we certainly haven't played in a way that deserves 
to be considered, you know, contenders for the World Cup because we just we haven't we haven't performed yet. I don't think known. This is basically the one nil group. So the home team have mm. already won one nil in every single group of the, of the four games. All of them have been one nil, and the home mm. team won. We're away. In yeah. So so what you're saying that is we're doomed. <laughs> Uh, well, if you want to call them for my prediction, I might as well call China one nil. But it does it mean we go through? Probably because we have we have the one goal difference over um, Denmark and yeah, it and gets China. Very, it gets very confusing. Um, but yeah, it's it's not good unless unless it clicks against China. I'm very worried for us. No, absolutely, I can't agree with you more. And I think for me personally, the missing piece is Leah Williamson. Yes. Millie Bright is not that leader. G. Do you think I'm got I'm right on this? I just yeah. I think it's it's the missing piece. Yeah, her attitude, the way she leads, it's just that's what's missing. Hmm. It was actually interesting as well because obviously before the Euros, Leah got the captaincy sort of out of nowhere, really, didn't she? Mm. I know with Arsenal sometimes she'll grab the band, um, but it was kind of a shock because you think, oh, maybe there's something behind the scenes you don't really see, and actually from things now, while she's not involved. With her talking to like that lady at the tennis club in Brennan, I think it's Billie Jean something, isn't it? Um, and you could see she was proper having a conversation, like really deep in conversation and and thing. Mm. And the, then the lady comes out saying she, her brain is like phenomenal. The things she was saying, you could tell she's a leader. Yeah. And I think to have that taken away so quickly, and towards the end of the season as well. It's it's going to be difficult for the girls. Yes, Millie is kind of the captain for Chelsea. Sometimes, sometimes isn't. Um, it's, it's it's a whole different ball game leading your country, isn't it? And I know she has stepped in, in other times before, but you just you feel like Leah Leah's dynamic. They're different types of people, aren't they? Um, their little friendships within them, and um, yeah. But then again, you think. If you look at our like our starting eleven a year ago, so you you've lost Evan White as well. The experience of Frank Kirby going to mm. multiple tournaments. Um, some of the girls are so fresh still. They've yes, they've won a Euro. Some of them, but some of them also haven't been involved at all. Didn't get any minutes. And some of them have never. This is their first World Cup. It's a big thing. Um, and it just isn't clicking at the moment. And it's so, as we said, deflating because we want to be so behind it. We want them to keep going forward and real challenge and be up there in the the end of the month <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just it's just a real shame i don't know who else is going to be a leader to step in either i don't oh, really see someone I, else i do but i don't think they're ready to be captain just yet because you're saying about Leah Williamson, there was a podcast I was listening to and they talked about England captains and how it used to just be a leader on the pitch. But now they're so much more. They're almost like a politician. The way you hear Leah Williamson talk about so many social issues, issues around football, she speaks so well about that and about the problems they face. And I don't think Millie Bright can sort of maybe do that. I think she's more an on the pitch, you know, you know, marshal the defence, you know, yell at her players, gets, let's go. Lear is a lot more, I would say, not say intelligent, but a lot more articulate and can and can voice the team more. And I think there's one other person who can do that, and that's Lotta Wibbenmoy. When you see the way that she talks oh, about... Oh, yes. If only. Way, yeah. The, yeah, there's, but, there's a reason why we say Lotta should run the country. Yeah, 100%. But I think, I think but this this brings us to the next bit, which is I think she's too young to be the England captain. But she has been she was brilliant for Arsenal this season. Why hasn't Serena considered putting her in the central defence 
next to Millie Bright and moving Alex Greenwood to left back and then freeing up Rachel Daly to go up front. You know what? I think as an Arsenal fan, that is my biggest question because I don't get it. She's been, yeah. I just don't get it. She That's has one of the weapons that has been missing is essentially lots of has been able to feel for Arsenal is playing that long ball out towards the wings or to the to into that midfield mm. and then we just go bomb forwards. Yeah. That's she's also she's have. also got that header in in her as well, like like Leah does. Mm. And she will get forward. She might not be the quickest getting back, as long as there's someone there to cover her, but she has got that aerial presence as well. And she she was at the Euros, wasn't used, and she's been brought to this World mm. Cup and she hasn't been used. And I, I don't know if maybe Serena doesn't think she's ready or, or just maybe to trust her. But I just think the fact that we haven't we've tried Jess Carter there at Centre Bat and didn't work. And we've got we've got Lotta there who was cons- played consistently for Arsenal. And you know, were she not there, we would have conceded a hatful. You know, she she held us together when all the others are falling apart. And as England are falling apart now, I think you know, I think Serena should turn to her. Whether she will, I don't know. But I think if, if she doesn't and we struggle again, I think that will be one of the questions asked at the end. No, absolutely. I think I've got one more really big question. This does generalise towards England, but also the whole tournament. Um, we're, see- we're seeing a lot of reasonable scorelines at the moment. Obviously, we've had two one nils. Mm. Um, we've had then you've got Germany with their six and Brazil with their four nil scorelines. I think they're the two biggest scorelines we've seen. Mm. Um, Japan scored five. Yeah, yeah Japan, and Japan. Sorry, and I do apologise. Spain had five as well. Yeah, okay. There's been four games with four, four <laughs> scorelines. There's been Sorry, lots of goals. Lots of goals. Lots of goals. Do you know why? Do you want to know why I forgot about them? Because I didn't watch them. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, big scorelines have been minimal. Do you think this shows progress throughout? Even though we've got 32 teams this year, do you think it shows progress? Yes. In our game building. Yes, I am so glad we've not had a 13 nil. I am so. Glad. I mean, I mean, was it a, a Vietnam? I don't want to say only three 0 but to lose like just just to lose three 0 to USA. There's no shame in that. The, the fact, Jamaica, Jamaica holding um, yeah. uh, France, France to a nil nil draw. Brilliant. Um, you know my, what? That was one of the most exciting nil nils I've ever watched. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Absolutely. I, I am. I am. I'm. It's amazing. I don't want to say. I don't want to say little nation. But the, the, the debutants have done so well. Um, so obviously there, there's different debutants. I mean, Irish, I think we can say are in a slightly better position, so we say than I don't know, I don't know Morocco or, or, um, or Vietnam. But it, it hasn't been the the huge um, batterings. I remember that Germany beat Argentina 11-0 in the World Cup back in 2007. But the, what is considered the sort of the baseline has improved so much, um, and it's it's really really good to see. At least so far that there haven't been any cataclysmic thrashings because as, as you know, as interesting it is to watch, say, England beat, was it Latvia, sort of 20-0 and then just watch the cricket score ramp up. It is a bit embarrassing when it happens at the World Cup. And I think I watched the Rugby World Cup and it's always a bit naff when you're watching England play one of the group games and it goes to like, you know, 128, 25, whatever it is, to to, to three or whatever. It's just, just mm-hmm. try after try, just rolling over. Um, I I like it. It, 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 it. That's what we want. We don't want... Mm-hmm. And that, unless, of course, we're playing Germany, in which case a five-nil thrashing would be by us would be very much welcomed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jay, yeah, I fully agree. Um, it, I think I said the other day I was so surprised and pleasantly surprised that we didn't just roll over against Haiti. 
And then it's kind of like, yeah, you should respect other teachers mm. a bit more. Just because you don't know much about them, let's just... You, you, you can only play against who you're playing against in that moment. And they were phenomenal. Um, and it's been really refreshing because I always get really wound up about what people comment. And you just think that it's also helping to not give them the ammunition of saying, well, it's just an easy game. There's these small countries that are awful and can't play um, versus these selection of countries that are going to be in the end anyway. Um, it's putting up a real challenge. You know, the Australia result. Australia, with their documentary of bigger themselves up mm. to like, they're ready. Um, <laughs> it's not turned up so far. That's, um, yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. It's lovely to see. As much as we have our in our hearts our girls, it's really lovely to see. And, and especially USA, when I know they're pretty much going to be through. But still, mm. <laughs> they come out and then, you know, Alex Morgan is like, we're, we're supposed to win. It's really hurt us. And you think, yeah, you deserve to know that you're not coming in to just take that trophy straight home. There is a competition. No, exactly. Now. You need to work for it. And you're not the only full time team anymore. No. And the rest of the world is saying no. <laughs> so absolutely. Matt, do you want to add anything to that at all? Yeah, I think you'd have to praise, first of all, FIFA for putting on different, um, not schemes, what uh, programs and initiatives, uh, as well as the likes of the uh, federations that these are, teams are coming from. Um, I think, I think back whenever the Asian Cup is on, there's always going to be a little bit more initiative about it as well because there's an art, a chance for you to get to a World Cup now. So the type, types of um, teams like Vietnam and uh, Chinese Taipei had the opportunity, but they've missed out in the playoffs. And it all helps and it's all going to build towards more. So the huge development in the EFAs and all of them bring together, it's putting more of a professional feel to it. Now, as I know Adam talked about the game against Latvia where it was 20-0. The defence was that it was basically lots of those players were in the, on the debuts because they were 16-year-olds, mm-hmm. um, 16 to 18 even. So it was basically women against schoolgirls uh, to uh, genderize the, uh, the common phrase. Um, but... It's just going to be, this is going to be the World Cup where everyone's going to stand up and go, there were no semi-professionals. These were all professionals. These were the, This is the first World Cup where we haven't seen a, um, over 10 goals goal scored in one competition. It's, it's a huge, I think, um, weight off the shoulders mm. for FIFA to be able to provide an entertaining game uh, because let's be honest, there's been so many games that have been entertaining compared to so just, much history made as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing as well. It brings so much history. Casey McCabe scoring the first Irish goal. Fortunately, it wasn't enough. You should, and it, an Olympico yeah. at that. Por- Portugal, Olympico. <laughs> yeah. Portugal appearing in their first World Cup, getting their first three points and their first goals. Yeah. Incredible. It's things like that where you're going to, if you're someone like Lauren McCabe or, um, or a sibling of Jessica Silvers or maybe a cousin or something like that. Go, mm-hmm. I know where, where I was when that happened and it might inspire you. It's almost like um, what the Wildcats is for the Lionesses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just, just want to bring up on that, Matt, because I was listening, listening to some of the um, interviews they've been doing with the England players in the camp. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talk about is how, how, what they were doing when they were watching the 2015 World Cup and watching the light staying up and having to, like we are, a lot of all getting up early or stay, you know, watching match at ridiculous times, mm-hmm. watching the Lionesses get to the semi-final, you know, um, play the bronze match. You know, they, they, the, the, that 20, the, the class of 2015 was what inspired the players today. And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see two tournaments, three tournaments down the line. Who was who? Who who will it be that said yes? I remember staying up watching, having to watch England or having to watch Jill Rod, you know, in the USA versus Netherlands match because that will be, we'll see that in the future, and that's very exciting. No, absolutely. I mean, I I mentioned this on the last pod, but Adam, you weren't here. Karen Carney was talking about that something similar on the comment on the on the, one of the half times, and she said she was inspired by Marta. In 2003, when she was the first player playing her first World Cup, mm. and then Karen Carney obviously came went on to come and play for us as well as she, yep. as she got older. So those stories are always absolutely the best. But we're going to quickly move on to England and China. Really quick fire: Lauren Hemp's on a yellow card. Do we bench her, play her off the bench, I should say, or do we start her? I'm going to go to Chief first because she's pulling faces at me. Oh, <laughs> um, it's so hard to say, isn't it? Because you just yeah. don't want to risk it, and it sometimes it can be so easily given. Um, yeah. But yeah, I you got to give it to Lauren James after today. You can't then take her out, I suppose, can you? <laughs> Adam, as much as I would like drastic surgery done and and lots of team players shuffled around, we know that's not Serena's style. She's very consistent. I mean, this is, we mentioned it, it was so mind-bending and groundbreaking that it was that she changed two players for the Denmark game. I, I think Lauren James has earned the right to stay on the left wing. I should add, I don't, apart from Kira Walsh, I think probably Lauren Coombs will come in and, and hold that position because mm-hmm. she came off the bench. That will be the only change from today's um, from today's game. I, th- I think Lauren James will hold the left wing. I think she deserves it. I think she deserves the right to play that position. Yeah. I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. Oh, go on then. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm not, as much as I've said the stats don't back her up, I'm going to say Katie Robinson starts on the left side and Ooh, Lauren Hemp goes on the bench. Girl. Right, okay. Okay. We've got a smile there from G. G yeah, well, you know, in in the in the blood I support her. Um but I yeah, I just I didn't I didn't know about her. All the things that you've read and stuff, I'm not sure yeah. I get her. If I'm um, honest, I'm not too sure after what I saw in the finalisma. So mm. I'm just not afraid to run at people, which is always a, a trait I like. Um yeah. And, and we're not going to know, but um, I don't think she has it. I don't think starting. Well, yeah. you never know. In, in those positions, I think like, back to France 98 when they, they brought Beckham in for the last group game and mm-hmm. he, had an, he had that amazing moment and, and, and that elevated him. Robinson could have that moment. It could be a bit, she's a bit of an unknown. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly yeah. she you know bursts through on a, on, a, on a pass from two or whatever and knocks it past the keeper mm-hmm. and suddenly it's Robinson's tournament. You, you never know. You know, she might get famous brands, have a, a popular brand of juice drink named after her. You know, anything could happen after that. No, absolutely. Um, so China is a massive unknown to all of us. Um, mm. They lost their number 10, Zhang Ri, um, against Haiti. Cause she was a bad challenge, originally yellow, but VAR overturned that into a red card and she was sent off. Mm. Not knowing what they have to replace. What can we expect from this game from England? I can't say about China because I don't know. But I just think, what can well, we expect from our girls? A little bit of interest on China. They have always got out the group. 
They've never, they've, yeah, the, the history. It came up when I was listening on the way home, and they said China have a, a very, I think, I think it is a hundred percent record of, of basically getting out the group. So we're we're up against that, and considering how tight the margins are, that that will be interesting. They are experienced tournament progressors. They they go in and they they'll go deep. They'll go you know quarterfinals, um, in some cases even further. And we saw against Denmark, we and they're very tight defensively. I think I haven't seen the Haiti game. I was um, on my way home, but I think. My understanding is Haiti actually played rather well. I think the the penalty itself, yeah, the penalty I believe was against the run of play. Um, um, I did tune in for a couple of minutes and I had mm. Matt face screaming down my ears. Uh, big big chance, big goal, big offside. <laughs> yes. So I, Haiti obviously you know, gave them a scare, but didn't get didn't get the win. Maybe they, they warranted, but I think I think it's going to be tight defensive. And it's if England can put together a an element of intensity. That that's been absent from the tournament so far. Um, you know, twenty minutes against Denmark, you could put together as a as a meek sort of maybe example. But I don't know. We haven't turned. We haven't probably turned up yet. And if we don't turn up again, we're not going to win. I'm just going to say it as simple as that. And, I, and that, for that reason, I'm going to I'm going to cover my bets. You know, I want England to win, but I'm going to predict that we don't. And that way, I'm covered both ways. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to. Pre- I'm going to. I'm going to hope we win. A- you know I'm- what your predictions are like on this podcast. Yeah. So I know, and that's why I'm oh, saying. I'm, and I am signing off. This is going to be my last episode of Vic Hakers One Land Podcast. <laughs> I hope. I wishing all the best. I want you to go through, and I hope you go through. But just in case we don't, I'm predicting that China beat us two 0 and we get knocked out of the group. And that is my prediction. <laughs> I said it. That's that's my hot take, and um, you know it's up to England to prove me wrong. <laughs> For those audio listeners, Lottie is shocked. That's that's. I yeah. have no more words, and I'm disgusting. <laughs> oh my god! Right, next thing I'm going to go on to without the big long explanations. Adam's had his score prediction. I'm not going back to him. Nope, that's uh, fine. G, can I have a score prediction of you, please? Don't look so scared. It's so hard, isn't it? Um, I'll uh, I'll go two one. Two. Yeah. No, can I change it? I think they'll score two nil. No. Matt. I've as I've already said, I've already said one nil, and I, to be honest, if it's the theme of the group, isn't it? I'd, I'd just. Something about this group, what I I don't know what it is, but it's just all been one all one nils. If if we're if we're able to get one all, it'll be nice. But I just don't think we'll be able to do that. I think China are going to win this, but I still think we'll go through. I'm going to go two one England. Good. Oh. <laughs> so. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me, everyone, tonight. G, um, especially thank you for you. I'm so glad you're joining us for England pods because I'm no longer outnumbered by the boys, which is fantastic. Oh. Um, but where can everybody find you on social media? Um, yeah, so my Twitter is now at Gtrigs, um, and Instagram at GunaG1. Um, we will be back in the new season on the North Bank Summit, if it's still called that, I can't remember. Um, or the Arsenal hybrid yeah, hangout or something as Arsenal, Arsenal hanging fans around forever. somewhere and um, with you for the England game so yeah thank you thanks for having me again as always always a pleasure um, if you want to follow me I is at Lottie AWFC on Twitter and Instagram uh, Matt where can everybody find you 
you could find me at MattLR28. Adam? Um, as this is going to be my last episode on the Vic Apex <laughs> One Man podcast, this is your last chance uh, to follow me uh, at Twitter. Um, well, I'll be looking to you know post more controversial hot takes, potentially, at Adam Salter 4. Okay, this, and this is us signing off. And we will be back with G on Tuesday night for the review of the China game. Have a good weekend, everybody. Mm-hmm.